0: to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan.
1: Hello. I don't have a witty remark to start the show. I feel like the last two episodes no, I did pretty good. So I'm just going to take a take a bit of a break. Wow. Yeah. That's disappointing.
0: I th- I thought you were going to just like launch right into your whole like Xbox debacle. But I mean, if if you didn't have a good transition, then, you know, I'm here for
1: you here. The thing is, like, this was just all of alluded a uh, reference to uh, to just the fact of how like phoned in Torchlight three is as opposed to the other two. So <laughs> still going strong. I see, so
0: you're, you're <coughs> phoning in you're phoning in your uh, podcast. I know you did. Yeah, you can hear it. <laughs> I could. I could. I knew exactly what you were doing when you made that sound.
1: <laughs> it's like it comes with the territory, but yeah, I um torchlight 3 is not great. I know I'm not like necessarily, you know, the first person to report <laughs> report this, but I just man, I don't know. I I remember to the point where I think we were having a we were having a conversation um this morning about how you hadn't you hadn't had a chance to play anything and i said well you know you could check out torchlight 3 just to say how disappointing it is and
0: um yeah and i was like wait does he actually want me to play this game because ryan never gives anything a bad review so if ryan is saying it's a bummer then i'm pretty sure it's going to be a hard pass from me
1: yeah and i I think your response was just so you're really selling it and i'm like I, I was, I was going to, I, I kind of thought of a couple of responses, but at the end of the day, they're like, mm, yeah, don't play it. I I was just saying like, if you had, if you had the two minutes to hit the install button and then the 15 minutes to boot it up and check it out, which I'm not suggesting anybody does these days, we're all wow. very busy and there's so much other things we could be doing with our lives. um Yeah, it's not great. And and I think the core issue is that I remember really liking Torchlight one and two um 2 came out during this show's lifespan. I remember mm-hmm. we played it for Extra Light, our I first think Extra both Life one, event.
0: 1 and 2 came out.
1: Yeah, while they the were show pretty was tight, out, I think. Yeah. Together, they were really
0: and... close together and we did play Torchlight 2 on an Extra Life stream for sure. Yeah. Um and I remember yeah, I remember liking it. Um not to the point like I never made it all the way through, but it was fun and it was very very highly regarded like critically.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it was like a Diablo Light, but at that stage, maybe Diablo 3 wasn't out yet, so it was kind of yeah, I don't that think gap.
0: Diablo 3 was out, yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, Torchlight has existed in other manners. Um, after Torchlight 2, there was a free to play mobile game, which again played the way you would expect a free to play mobile game to play at the time. I think it came out a few years ago, and then when they announced Torchlight 3, it was going to be a free to play PC and console game. And they quickly dropped the free to play moniker and said, no, no, we're going to make it a standalone standard purchase. We're going to rip out all the microtransactions and stuff so that everyone can enjoy like the, the standard Torchlight 3 experience. And I don't know, it feels like this game was made two years after Torchlight 2 and then shelved and then came out like five years too late. Like it's just okay. it doesn't feel up so to it feels the dated standard.
0: even though it's new
1: yeah yeah it feels dated and i think i think the core issue is that you've got some really great action rpgs with diablo 3 and path of exile and then you play you play torchlight 3 and it's like it's kind of uninspired it's just you, you can feel the free-to-playness still like trapped in the game um there's you know there's some voice acting as you talk to characters and stuff but like the the controls feel like kind of rigid you know like you really feel there isn't that like 360 degrees of of uh of combat accuracy you feel like you're stuck to like the eight analog sort of directions i chose to play as the archer and it really does feel like you're snapping to every 45 or every 25 degrees and it's just it didn't feel right. Like, I I luckily played it on Game Pass. Um, It launched on Game Pass, I think, uh, last week on Xbox and PC. And yeah, I just, I had to check it out. And I know it was getting a lot of bad reviews. And I was like, ah, you know what, let's, it's finally time, you know, I have a Game Pass subscription. And it's just, it, yeah, the reviews are right. It's not great. And I, well, we I, do that uh, a lot,
0: right? Like, we often, even when stuff is getting bad reviews, we still check it out because, I find that, like, not that our opinions don't um, align with other reviewers, but I find in general, like, we can find the fun in a lot of things that, you know, sometimes reviewers really uh, just rip games apart for. Yeah. So I think that, like, often when things get bad reviews, unless the bad review is, like, this game won't install or this game constantly crashes, and it's, like, as long as I can play the game, I'm probably going to give it, you know, a half-decent try and and it's probably going to be okay. Like, they're probably blowing it out of proportions for the clickbait. Like, we don't worry about that here on Gaber's Inn. So like, I feel like there's a lot less um, pressure on us to be like, over-the-top and spectacular, if that makes sense. So, I feel like uh, a lot of stuff right now is just so exaggerated for the sake of the view. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, We take a much more like common measured approach. So normally I don't really let kind of bad reviews influence me too much. But when Ryan says (laughs) something's bad, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to touch that with the 10 foot pole then.
1: (laughs) I mean, the game functions, it works. I, I didn't experience any bugs. It's just, it feels flat in what was really great about Torchlight 1 and 2 is it had that action RPG feel, but that, um more um breezy take on the genre and it was uh it was funny it had like yeah it felt like
0: yeah kind of like cartoony as opposed to like the serious version of diablo like that whole you know death and lots of blood and you know everything's like I was going to say, like, realistic, but, I mean, sure. you're fighting demons. But you know what I mean? It has that more, uh, like, um, they're aiming for more, like, realism versus, like, cartoony character design and stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: no, that makes sense. <laughs>
0: like, you're right. a realistic takes on non-realistic subject matter, but, yeah. Yeah. Things that look like they could exist, as opposed to things with a lot of soft edges like a cartoon. <laughs>
1: yes. This felt very much like a Saturday morning Diablo, you know, type game, and... I think, like, they just, it really felt like they were trying to make Torchlight, you know, Torchlight 2 again, and it didn't, it was missing that charm, I felt, that Torchlight 2 had. Like, I think back to that game, and I remember specific moments interacting with characters as you move through the story, and then I'm playing Torchlight 3, and it's like, hey, you're in this weird place that got attacked by these goblins, and they have what we think are funny names, and You're gonna try to, you know, move through this forest and you're gonna go through this map. And I don't know it all makes sense oh and then we're gonna give you a castle to build and to add to and and that's where it's like oh i see what you're doing here this is the thing where i would have to pay to speed up my tree but yeah you know, growing. you're
0: chopping and
1: yeah <laughs> it's just yeah i could, could go play torchlight two I, I think that's the the real the real word here is like ah uh, there's a reason i and i contemplated not talking about torchlight three because i really didn't i bounced off of it i really didn't like it and um I think uh, we missed it last week, and then someone in Discord said, "Like, hey, you know, we sometimes like hearing about games you don't like too." And I think this is one <laughs> of those instances where, yeah, people are right. Don't see,
0: like, I feel like we just talked about Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> and I was like, "Boo, pew, pew, pew." Yeah, but I keep, tr- I keep thumbs. bringing it up. <laughs> you, you do, yeah. You keep trying. You keep pushing through, but. Um I'm yeah like that. i are you you
1: <laughs> it's in the notes so yeah, we're going to talk about I feel
0: about like it. i'm i'm glad that somebody's like you're allowed to talk about things you don't like as well because sometimes i feel like i'm way too negative so it's good yeah. that someone's like no it's okay <laughs> you could talk about the bad stuff too means that i've been much more positive on the show than i realized that i have been maybe it's just you know a hearthstone and wow that i've been super down on on my other shows
1: <laughs> yeah. actually that's
0: not true. they're both in a very good place yeah. right now but
1: i just i don't know it's it's one of those things where you feel you feel the uh you feel the structure of the free-to-play game that's been left there and that's really disappointing yeah. and the world well, is kind of there's, there's a
0: difference between mm-hmm. like changing and adapting a game for a different style as opposed to just taking pieces out and not bridging those gaps you know like if you're saying we had this plan but it's not going to work so instead of doing free to play we're gonna you know give you a price tag but then you know this system used to work this way now it works this way it sounds like they didn't really have a now it works this way plan. They just had a well it used to work that way. Now blank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where um uh I wish I wish this was Torchlight 3, but it's it's uh it's it's not. It feels it feels like it's lose it's lost um the soul that that keeps Torchlight 2 in our minds and I mean, maybe if I go back to Torchlight 2, I was like, okay, maybe Maybe it was all not great, but I do remember really loving Torchlight 2. It was this simple action RPG that had heart and charm and and, and quirkiness. And then you get into Torchlight it feels like an imitation. And again, mm. I don't want to necessarily like, you know, <laughs> it's dead, stop hitting it. It's like, it's it's certainly <laughs> suffered its fair share of criticism since launch in, in the summer. And um, the fact that it is on, on Game Pass is, is probably a, a sign to try to bolster uh sort of player base and player base yeah yeah i don't know maybe they should have kept it as free to play and and um and then this way we would have we would have known
0: as much as we like rail against like oh free to play mobile type stuff with like all of the cooldowns on things and the different types of resources and stuff the thing is if that's how your game is built and that's how your systems work then you should probably stick with that as opposed to half-assing something else like if you can't figure out a good way to recode your game to remove those pieces then just keep it the way that it was because that way was worked and it was working and was balanced in theory right obviously we didn't actually see torchlight 3 with the free-to-play trappings in it but now you can see what it looks like without them and it definitely feels lackluster so to me, that says, you know what, maybe it would have been better if you just kept the free to play style, because then at least you would have a game that would flow a little bit better.
1: Yeah. And I just I wonder I got uh, I got through like the first three worlds and the the core issue was um, I think if the if the charm and the story and the characters were there that we got in the first two and the world for that matter. the 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 character of the world it might have kept me interested but the core issue was that just the gameplay felt very stiff and stale and kind of like what you would experience if they took like a mobile game and just haphazardly like mapped it to controller or pc and (laughs) again like it's just if if you really if you do want to check it out for yourself like it is on game pass so it's a it's a low bar of, of investment but um i think the the best if if you're listening to this and thinking like i don't really remember liking torchlight 2 just go play torchlight 2 and i think i yeah. might do the same thing just to be sure that i'm just not for
0: some nostalgia and to make sure that you're not going overboard on torchlight 3 i feel like
1: i'm just going i'm i may be taking out some frustrations on torchlight 3 um uh but uh it's okay
0: it sounds like it has it coming
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah but hey if if you are enjoying or enjoyed torchlight 3 i would love to hear maybe i'm missing something um but yeah maybe it takes until world 4 to get
0: good who knows
1: maybe (laughs) maybe that sounds plausible
0: all right well torchlight 3 available on game pass tell me about your game pass adventures because i (laughs) am very curious about what this means
1: in the notes (laughs) uh okay i wasn't going to talk about this and then okay no no no, i don't want
0: to talk about it no i want to
1: talk about it (laughs) this is a preface this is a beginning of a story okay (laughs) i talked about it on uh the mini and over the weekend Um, I was working with Whirlwind, our our actual, actually our January patron. Um, he, he and I are are kind of like, we're always looking for deals. And like, I was going to go Xbox all access. And he's like, well, really, you're only saving like 20 bucks. Oh,
0: right. He talked you out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: then I... Uh, we're going to talk about the news, but long story short, like Microsoft was going to do some things with Xbox live gold, change the pricing. And that prompted a Reddit post on some of the video game deals, subreddits. I follow about, Hey, Microsoft's going to be changing gold. This is might be our last chance to take advantage of the Xbox live gold, um, upgrade path to Xbox game pass ultimate. And essentially what that allows you to do is if you don't have an active ultimate subscription, You can buy a bunch of gold, uh, Xbox Live Gold, not gold bars, and uh, you can stack that and then upgrade it to Game Pass Ultimate 1 to 1, a ratio of 1 to 1, which is a really great deal considering uh, Xbox Live Gold is uh, $70 Canadian for a year, and then Game Pass Ultimate is... $17 $17 a month. So if you do like doing the math quickly in your head, you realize how much of a savings that is because. No,
0: no, Ryan, we don't no. want to do any math about that. We don't <laughs> want to make me do it. it.
1: So no do your work I don't at home. <laughs> not you but our listeners can do that. <laughs> but
0: no i it's it's over 200 it's it's bad <laughs>
1: it's, yeah so you're saving a, a good chunk of money and it's it's not a trick it's not um it's not a loophole it is a, a an upgrade path that microsoft has presented since the launch of xbox game pass ultimate and i did that when xbox game pass ultimate launched i bought a year of gold because i wasn't too sure like do i really want to spend 200 and almost $200 now to lock in ultimate for three years, because when it launched, it was hard to know the value of it. Cause it was just sort of right. getting going a year, two years ago. So I only did it for a year and then it was it, my game pass lapsed mid January. And I thought, okay, this might be the opportunity to, to, to do this. So essentially what I did is I, I bought um, two years of Xbox live gold, which worked out to be about 130 bucks. Um and then uh 135 and then I added a uh, a Game Pass code that I had from Black Friday and now I'm like locked in for two thirty months it ends up working out to it brings down Game Pass Ultimate to about five dollars a month as wow. opposed to the seventeen and th- again it's like it's not a it's not a trick it's not a loophole like. Basically, what it allows you to do is upgrade your gold subscription.
0: Yeah, you take because I did the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. I upgraded my my um gold to ultimate, but I only had like seven months left or something on my gold. So, yeah, it definitely wasn't 30 months worth of, of cheaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and that, that's the thing is that I when I did it the first time, I was like, I wasn't I didn't feel comfortable like pre subbing. But now that I've experienced Game Pass Ultimate for the last year and a half, I realized, like, oh no, this is legit. Like, I'm going it's to. It's decent, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to. Exp- well, we're going to experience it this week when we play the media. Like, that is a game that, because I have that subscription, I can play it on PC and you can play it on Series X, and no and one's we can the wiser. Compare,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's and not honestly, even... like, it's a game. It looks pretty cool. And because it's launching when it's launching, I very much wouldn't probably um, have bought it otherwise um like I definitely wouldn't have paid for it and if it was launching alongside anything else then I probably would have just waited for it to go on sale because um I don't it looks scary and there's but there's nothing else coming out right now so I feel like I'm gonna try it because there's nothing else to compete with it and uh yeah but I I am preparing to uh poop my pants because it looks some it looks pretty intense (laughs) yeah
1: and again it's a game I probably wouldn't you know, seek out. Yeah, I would invest. I was gonna in. say,
0: I don't think that you would play. Yeah, no, like it <laughs> might be on Game Pass. It's like yeah. it makes it feel like that month of Game Pass more than paid for itself, right? Because you're getting a day and date. Like, um, I, is this like a triple A title or is it uh, more of like a double A kind of?
1: I think double A. In the a. realm of
0: that game that we hated.
1: Oh, vampire! Or vampire! Yes, that's it. I'm getting some strong, like vampire sort of uh quality level i watched a little bit of the medium just to kind of see what i there's like ign has like a first 18 minutes their and first look yeah yeah Yeah. It, it looks um it looks like something that is uh, akin more to a game we did enjoy which was uh, a plague tale innocence the plague tale or something okay it's got that sort of feel to it in terms of its you know double a quality like it's not quite it's not the last of us is not you know um I said Torchlight 3 because I looked at the notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Torchlight. Um, but it's kind of in the line of, of, I think, A Plague's Tale, sort of in that sort of medium, you know, you don't want to say budget title, but uh, A is probably the best way to put it. And yeah, like with Game Pass, it's just one of those things where it's a no brainer to check it out. Cause it gives us, it gives us something to play for a week. We can both play it. We can both offer different perspectives on it. Cause we have two different pieces of hardware we're playing it on. And I feel like Xbox game pass has offered that to me at least once a month. And and you're right. Like it makes the value of it, especially when you are getting that deal. And I don't think Microsoft is going to keep that one to one ratio there forever. The fact that they've kept it for almost two years is is kind of shocking, but it really proves that uh, Microsoft is willing to make sacrifices to get more subscribers at that ultimate level. And Mm -hmm. because they have the ratios in place, like if you were that's why I say like you you have to have your ultimate subscription lapse before you can try this trick, uh, try this path. Because if you add, <laughs> it's not a trick, it's, 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 I'm not, there's no like it's secret set
0: up to be, it's set up to work this way.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's no secret form that you have to use or some weird code. Um, if you were to, they have ratios, uh, you know, conversion ratios, if you are an ultimate member and you add a 12 month code, it's only going to give you four months of ultimate, which works out to be basically the value that, you, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it's basically converting it at cost. But if you do it th- the other way, it's basically saying, no, like we're going to, re- we're going to reward you for being a gold subscriber and just upgrade you. No additional cost is just, um, and right now a lot of people can take advantage of the $1 for three months. And that's, I think what uh, whirlwind was looking to do. He ended up buying two and a half years of gold and it worked out to be just under $200 for like a, f- like a $400 value. And yeah it's just yeah like if you and if you're in a scenario like like you me or whirlwind where you have a pc you have an xbox and you benefit from being able to play on the console online like you're going to use all three of those services it becomes a no-brainer but then even if you're just enjoying game pass like at five bucks a month you might as well get the whole you know the whole deal right so the whole yeah exactly yeah it's um it was a bit of a process and a lot of like trying to convince myself to spend the, the money up front. But mm-hmm. once I realized like, no, this is this is the right move, because over the next three years, like there's going to be a lot of Yeah, cool and they
0: stuff. just keep adding. They just keep adding, right? And, I, and Halo's on Game Pass, right? So when that new Halo comes out, then...
1: Well, that was the original plan when they made the first announcement for Ultimate. It was like, OK, if I spend $60 now... That's less than it will cost me to buy Halo, and I think that year ended up bringing me to, with all my other subscriptions combined, it ended up bringing me to like, well, January of this year. So should have covered Halo at the at the time of the planning, (laughs) but you know, best laid planes, planes, best laid plans, (laughs) all that. Best
0: laid planes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say. Anyways, yeah. So if you're interested, I will put a link in the show notes. I feel like um, the main reason I didn't want to really address it is because like it feels like it feels like I'm trying to give directions and I'm terrible at giving directions, <laughs> and I don't want people to spend money and screw it up and blame me. So I will put a link in the show notes. You can check it out. Uh, I had a few people that I messaged, kind of, kind of like I don't really understand what you're asking me to do, but I'll look into it. <laughs> but I'll put a link in. It is a great value, and I don't know how much longer uh, it'll be there. But if you are really interested in Game Pass and you want to lock it in for a low price and you feel like you're going to enjoy it at least once a month, it's worth uh looking into for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um and so did you did you also want to talk about the PlayStation 5 <laughs> or should I talk about keeping some graves?
1: I want to hear about <laughs> you keeping some graves because I need to be mentally prepared to tell you what it went through for the last couple of days.
0: Okay. Uh so basically uh I realized that Medium wasn't going to launch in time for this episode, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to play a little bit of my backlog. And Graveyard Keeper is something that's been on my wish list forever and uh, was actually gifted to me by the wonderful Nevermore. If you're listening, Nevermore, I finally got to it. (laughs) And it's like Stardew Valley, like it's so close to Stardew Valley, or at least what I remember from Stardew Valley, that it almost feels like it's a skin But it's basically like Stardew Valley, except for instead of a farm, it's a graveyard. (laughs) So (laughs) you kind of like, there's like this event that happens, and then you get thrust into this like foggy, you don't know where you are place. And they're like, oh, you're finally here. We've been waiting 30 years for a gravekeeper. And then you just get thrown into this thing. And you're like, what? But... My girlfriend was calling me on my phone. I need to get home. Like, what? What's going on? So it has this like supernaturally kind of starting point where your entire goal as the gravekeeper or graveyard keeper is to figure out where you are and how to get home. That's like your overall like goal of the game. But like, you've got your your home and your like surrounding area and the graveyard that you have to try to like build up and fix. Cause it's in this state of disrepair. And then you walk forever <laughs> and eventually get to the town and you walk in the same direction to town that you do in Stardew Valley. And you have to like talk to all these different people in town and everybody has a relationship value and you have to do like different tasks for them. And they're only available or they're only in the village at certain points during the the day night cycle. So there's basically this like, well, seven day week. And so it's like on the moon, you can see the astronomer and then like on the like sun star looking thing, you can see the bishop and, you know, and they kind of like rotate through. So there's a different um, NPC available every day. And It's addictive. (laughs) Like, I mean, I enjoyed Stardew Valley, but it never sucked me in the way it sucked some people in. (laughs) But I guess if you just put like a a goofy kind of horror spin on anything, then I'm down for it because I have absolutely, like you have to um, like at regular intervals, a, a talking donkey a talking donkey will come and drop bodies off to you, and then you have to take them in the morgue, and you're like, I don't this is disgusting. I don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> what am I doing here? And you have this like bouncing talking skull friend who's like, Oh, you just have to do the autopsy. Come on, what's the problem? And you're like, um, I'm a stockbroker. <laughs> so like it just like it's really has this like um tongue-in-cheek kind of like humor to it and In no time at all, you're like right into being the groundskeeper, the gravekeeper guy, because you're like, hey, the only way that I'm going to get home is if I talk to this specific person. And in order to do that, I have to talk to this person and do this thing for them. And so it kind of like dangles that like how to get home carrot out there. But you have to basically like do every task in the game in this crazy roundabout pathway to get there. And oh my god, Ryan, right? it's just so fun.
1: <laughs> like, you had me a talking donkey, really.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right? And then like he's like uh, no one else understands him, apparently.
1: That's the best so, kind of donkey right there.
0: Right. That's the best kind of talking donkey. So nobody else can understand what he's saying. So you very quickly establish at the very beginning of the game that you can talk to him. And then so like if you see him on the road he'll be like no not now not here like he's got some big like donkey secret and you're like what is happening okay <laughs> it's hilarious the
1: uh, donkey of the year probably if we had that a- yeah. award it if would've... we had
0: that award, maybe we should have that award for 2021 <laughs> donkey
1: of the year <laughs> i think we've got our shoe in um no yeah. it, this is a game that um speaking of, of game pass has been on game pass or was on game pass or maybe still is but um i think i tried it and and it has a bit of a I think it I think I bounced off it like really early because it it took a little bit to get to get going, um but it sounds like you it got kind a lot of does I yeah,
0: did. I think i've pl- I played about five hours of it all together, and it's um, yeah, it just there's something about it that just like got its hooks into me in a way that Stardew never did, like stardew wasn't bad. it was just kind of like. Uh, I don't uh, I can't think I can't think of any word that doesn't sound like I'm ripping on Stardew Valley, which I don't want to do because it was a great game. It just didn't really like pull me in the way this has like it is very much like a medieval town in the middle of the Inquisition, which is all stuff which is right up my alley. And it's like the the start of science, basically. And you're telling everyone that you've traveled from another world or the future you don't really know. And they're just like, oh, you're so funny. Go dig more graves. Like, <laughs> do you see what a mess that is? We've been waiting for you for 30 years. It's like, you've what now? <laughs> so, I mean, you know me, too. I like a good mystery. So, yeah. and I know Stardew had some of those, like um those story beats and those story moments. But I think there's something just about me and the kind of games and the stories that I enjoy, which tend to be more in the realm of like fantasy. There's just something about like that NPC that you have to go talk to being the astronomer or, you know, being the um like songstress, like entertainer or the Bishop or the Inquisitor. There's just something a little bit more interesting and exciting about that to me than like, farmer number two and girl who's kind of cute and other girl who's kind of cute but in a different way like you know like I just I don't know I, the is the a different way they just have um, a different
1: color hair or
0: yeah that's that's kind of a little bit what Stardew felt like to me but again I We're very very I know I know because I know that Jim is listening to the sound of my voice right now and <laughs> I was going to say screaming screaming at his computer or however he's listening to me like I know and I'm not ripping on Stardew it just didn't have that extra layer for me that really drew me into the story and made all the characters immediately seem different. Um, and I know that, like once you would have like gotten to know all the characters in the village in Stardew, they had those like idiosyncrasies, like the little things that made them different and interesting. And I definitely like didn't even scratch the surface on Stardew Valley at all. Yeah, so, I played... like,
1: I played a little bit more stardew um than than just uh, just getting started on it. And I think for me with Stardew, I don't think I really got into the character relationships as much as I was just like, I'm going to build this sweet chicken coop, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And, um, I, I kind of realized that I missed out because when I saw people talking about all the character relationships and building those relationships, like that's one of my favorite things about the newer fire emblem is that they kind of, they dabbled with that type of stuff beforehand and then really dove in with, uh, the support conversations and just, you know, the benefits of having a good relationship with uh, with with every character that you were training yeah. and stuff. So I was kind yeah, of this, yeah. This this
0: conversation is meant more to be along the lines of if you liked Stardew Valley, this is more of the same in a really good way. Cool. <laughs> this is it's meant to be like a recommendation of like if you somehow missed this game, but you really liked Stardew Valley when it was out. This is worth a look because it has a really really robust like crafting system it has a really interesting like tech tree which i didn't realize And this i'm going to give you guys like tips out the wazoo right now but i didn't realize that there was more than one tech tree but there's like a whole bunch of different colored books that are kind of hard to notice right off the bat in your um like technology tab of your inventory and so I just thought that it was like, because it starts you off in like the crafting one. So I I figured that was the tech tree, right? But there's like, there's one for like science and research. There's one for farming, because you can farm in Graveyard Keeper. There is an area for farming, so you can still do that. <laughs> and then um, there's like smelting, which is like glass and metal stuff. Then Then you've got like your woodworking stuff. And then there's also like, faith-based stuff so the graveyard's attached to a church and once you get the graveyard up high enough then it opens up the church and you become the prior of the church and then you open up a whole bunch of other stuff that's all like science and and religion and things and again it's very medieval it's it's really interesting to me uh and then yeah like and this whole entire time you're also like upgrading your graveyard and morgue. (laughs) And so there's like this whole other side of things where you're like, I'm gonna be a surgeon. And then you're like trying to like carve out all the different body parts and stuff. And then it's just like, degrading the quality of the body which makes a difference and also like just like marking it as like surgeon's mistakes it's like yeah you, you really messed this one up <laughs> like if you put this in your graveyard you're gonna be in trouble you should probably just dump it in the river <laughs> no <laughs> one knows where the river goes but every once in a while I gotta dump a body in it
1: <laughs> is that like, like it a drinking just... source? <laughs>
0: I don't know not for me
1: <laughs> Okay, I guess you're up river so you're not too worried yeah, about it exactly (laughs) but i don't um, know what i'm
0: doing to the people down in town
1: (laughs) as long as it's not your problem uh
0: exactly i see what
1: this game is is trying to instill in you and i think it's great i think that's really good um
0: but yeah there's like there's a lot of like it gives me um like majora's mask kind of vibes with like certain people only being available at certain days and you like the the days are really short so you can basically um like only walk into town one time on any given day so like if you go into town and you talk to somebody and they're like oh hey i need you to bring me a beaker and you're like okay (laughs) and you have to like go and research how to like smelt glass or something then you're not going to be able to make it back to town with that thing in that day so there's like elements of like crafting and tech trees there's like all the resource management stuff. There's time management stuff. There's, you know, just all kinds of things. And there's um, also I realized there's a whole bunch of like blueprint tables spread out all over everywhere. So like the morgue has one, your house has one. You also have like a cooking table that functions the same way. There's one in the church. There's one in the graveyard, basically like anywhere you can like build and apply technology then like there's a blueprint table for that but i also found that to be pretty frustrating cuz i was just like oh my god all i want to do is like build a workbench for my woodworking and i'm like i can't find the right freaking blueprint table that's going to let me build the workbench <laughs> so like understanding like where you are on the map and like paying very close attention to your tech trees and like what you need because i also like i couldn't find anything else to do because again i hadn't figured out that there were multiple tech trees so i ended up spending like is really early on anything that's metal is really hard to come by so i had like a couple of nails and a couple of scraps of metal and i ended up just repairing this like chute that went from the side of the road down into the morgue so i didn't have to carry the bodies anymore (laughs) which is like A ridiculous quality of life thing that you do not need at the beginning of the game. But I used all my nails and all my metal scrap for that because I couldn't find anything else to spend it on. Then I realized I needed it for this other like early part of a tech tree. So then I had to like do a whole bunch of gathering, go sell my stuff to the blacksmith, buy stupidly expensive nails. So like just pay a lot of attention to your tech tree and what materials you have because they basically give you just as much as you need very early on. And if you screw that up somehow, then yeah, it's difficult to to kind of make that back again. You can, you can, but it takes a while.
1: Huh. Interesting. No, I, I think maybe it's a game I I need to give another shot. I, I think I i played not enough of it. It was back when in Game Pass I was just like downloading everything, playing everything for five minutes and be like, nah, nah, and then going to the next thing. Um so maybe i need me to pop back in because i did like stardew valley and i i felt like there should have been more i know there were a few games that kind of used as inspiration but i felt like there should have been mm-hmm. more because it was it was such a big a big hit like the other ones like my my portlandia town or my town of Portia, i can't remember which one one <laughs> of those is right one of those is a tv series you be the judge um yeah i don't know uh, it,
0: my time at Portia.
1: Yeah, that's why It just sounded and wrong. Apparently, Portia.
0: <laughs> apparently Graveyard Keeper uh came out in twenty eighteen. I thought it was a whole lot um like newer than that, but uh apparently not. Back apparently in the <laughs> old
1: twenty eighteen. The
0: old twenty eighteen,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, I miss twenty eighteen was a good year.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I thought maybe like they're they are so kind of similar that I actually thought that maybe they were made by the same people, but apparently they're not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I went to their website and it's like from from the folks who brought you this, and I'm like, mm, I don't remember that. You sure?
0: <laughs> port- Is that something you really want to brag about? <laughs> well, I don't
1: know if it's something to brag. I just felt like I I, I I I like you thought it was related to Stardew Valley, but it was like some it was like Punch Card or Punch Club. Anyways, mm-hmm. Gravekeeper looks really cool, and I know a lot of people have uh,
0: apparently there's said good even. Things there actually is a uh an expansion or a dlc for graveyard keeper as well they came out in 2019 so yeah yeah i'm sure i'll get to it eventually but uh i am really 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 enjoying it so far so if you do have game pass and it's still there check it out otherwise i don't think it's very much over on steam
1: um that was like 20 bucks Canadian. And there are two expansions you can get, uh, Stranger Sins and Game of Crone. The DLC expansions are like 12 bucks Canadian. There's also a collection pack. Oh yeah, pack. Game
0: of Crone was just released uh, at the end of November in 2020. So lots of stuff to do, it seems. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I really think I'm going to stick with this and play through it because it just like... It's just so much fun. <laughs> you gotta figure out I where do the river feel goes. like maybe I do feel like maybe I should be playing it on controller because um, keyboard and mouse is a little bit clunky in spots, but it's not too bad.
1: Hmm. You think keyboard and mouse would be where it shines?
0: Yeah, not really. <laughs> I think it's just because there's so few. Um. Like so few buttons or interactions or whatever so i feel like um combat because there is a little bit of combat so far that i've that i've come across if you go too far off the beaten path at nighttime bats just appear and try to eat your face which i found out the hard way so um yeah (laughs) there is there is some combat and i think that there's a whole like catacombs to explore and stuff i just haven't gotten that far yet there's um, a really mean looking guy with like looks like half his face is like melted and he keeps saying that he's going to stab me with a dagger if i come too close to him so that's not nice i think i think he's guarding the entrance to the catacombs and i just haven't figured out how exactly to talk to him yet so
1: (laughs) well hopefully you out a way to get him less stabby but uh
0: right (laughs) i I
1: did just confirm it's not it's no longer on game pass it uh it's no longer on game pass so you'll have to to uh purchase it or look it up on Steam and and uh play it that way but yeah it was on Game Pass I think last year it must have just come off recently but um seems like a game that you could you could find in a Humble Bundle at this stage or
0: Probably yeah cuz uh, it like it is a couple years old now so there's probably um bundles or codes kind of floating around for that so do go check it out if you like Stardew Valley cos I think this has a great sense of humor and it's a lot of fun so far to the point that i can see like filling my time with it you know all the extra time that i have <laughs> cool. Cool. yeah so tell me the playstation story ryan i'm dying <laughs>
1: uh, all right um so uh long story short i got i don't want to say got approval but ashley and i discussed uh when i was going to buy the playstation 5 and and for the most part i thought to myself like i would wait until there was a release date for ratchet and then i quickly realized that oh these things are not staying are are not staying um up long like they they do a restock and it's gone in minutes, and that's if you are paying attention uh so l- long are my my days uh in the trenches of the amiibo war trying to get those things right. in the early days. I remember like, oh yeah, like if you kind of missed your shot, you missed your shot. And luckily with the PlayStation 5, they are gonna keep making these. But I was
0: gonna say it's not like these are limited not edition consoles. Like they're no. gonna keep coming out with more PlayStation Fives.
1: <laughs> they very much will. And but but my thinking was basically, well, if I um if I want one for spring or around that time frame, it's already the end of January and if stock is still moving quickly, I might wanna just start trying now <laughs> so that I eventually do we'll have start like, paying
0: attention anyway.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that's my my problem is is uh, over the last couple of days, it's it they have gone online. So I've started to um, experience the frustrations that a lot of people are, are experiencing uh, essentially here in Canada. I don't know about around the world, but I'm assuming it's similar is that these sites varying sites will have queues come up and you talked a bit about it with the Xbox series Oh, X. the
0: queues are the worst. No one can do it properly. And they don't
1: work. I I think the closest no. I've seen to being a um a really good attempt was Best Buy with their queue that I experienced um I think last month or or last week, I can't remember. <laughs> but uh theirs is really nice cuz it gives you a page, it shows you are in queue. And then now they're starting to um, they're starting to to post updates on the queue page of like, hey, you're still in the queue, but things are sold out or, hey, uh, this version sold out, but this version's still here. So like with the PlayStation, you've got the disc and the digital. I'm trying right. to go disc because really? I, just like have, I like having the option and I have a pretty okay. big, you know, PlayStation 4 collection. I feel like collection. we're not going to
0: get into this whole conversation tonight, but Interesting. Next is week. all I'll say. Week, <laughs> yeah, <maybe>. exactly.
1: Because <laughs> I think this is going to be a long tail, so that's why I don't want to spend too much time on it. Because we might okay. be updating <laughs> every week. So I think, like, I I think I went the source, and there was a couple of Shoppers Drug Mart and places that I I didn't really try. I think really what I need to do is step back and oh, EB also you know, re- but they they had an issue today where I'm glad it didn't get through, but I guess some folks who were in the queue we're seeing like customer data being flashed on screen like the, oh
0: my god the
1: queue would fail and then it would show you a some sort of transaction i don't know if it's been addressed but it looked like it would show like customer data of like name address you know amount paid phone number just like really uncomfortable levels of information being presented to the public Um, I
0: feel like any amount of information that you're supposed to keep private being presented to the public is bad yeah (laughs) it
1: it made me really feel like okay maybe I don't want to go to EB games during like a high traffic situation I think my best bet is probably best buy Amazon or or Walmart I feel like um that's kind of where I'm gonna post my most faith in uh all the other sites are kind of like well if I get in I get in but like Their cues are kind of terrible where I think they're either like just leaving you in the queue, or you're never going to get through, even though you felt like you clicked it at just the right second. But uh, it's a real, um, it's a real pain in the butt. And I think that's where I probably should have just pre-ordered it from the get go. But it's so hard to tell, especially this generation, what would have been the console I wanted first because for the longest time I was like I think it's going to be the series x and then that kind of ch- switched over to the playstation 5 as soon as you realized like what games were to be were going to be coming in 2021 and um with halo being delayed it was like it made it a little bit of an easier decision but I'm gonna keep kind of trying and and seeing how it goes but uh I gotta say the the queues have been kind of frustrating and um it's where I probably I might hit a wall and be like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to wait a little bit longer, but it just kind of feels like maybe, maybe PlayStation isn't able to to get as many units out there as they can, or, or are they really selling out that quickly? Like it's so hard to tell. Um, but it's frustrating. Like it's frustrating not being able to, to buy one of these. If you, if you really, really want one. Um, and that, I had an Xbox Series X in my cart today for like 30 minutes. I could have bought it if I I, I could have said like, well, the PlayStation 5 isn't available right now. I'll shelve it, get the Series X experience next generation there for, you know, however long it takes for the PlayStation 5 to become readily available or I get this, you know, the money together to, to have two of these really expensive consoles at once. Yeah. It's not really in the cards right now, but that's why i kind of held off on the series x because i "Eh, if i buy this now like i'm basically not getting a ps5 until at least the end of the year like later on in the year Mm -hmm. even with all of the the great titles that are supposedly coming this year (laughs) (laughs) once we get some dates but yeah i'll uh, i'll keep people posted um if it's just a nightmare i probably won't but uh or at least i won't be reliving the nightmare every week on the show but i'm I am trying to buy a PlayStation Five. I've got sort of all the tools available to to let me know when it's coming in stock. But um, if if folks are trying to also pick up a PlayStation Five, and uh, we can commiserate in the Discord, so it's it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fun time. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, well, I'm yeah.
0: sorry you've had such a traumatic experience, Ryan. <laughs> that just sounds absolutely
1: horrible. <laughs> it feels weird, like saying, like kind of complaining about not being able to buy a really expensive console. Like that's where I was like, ah, do I really want to talk about it? But, like it's an experience that I think a lot of gamers are going through, and um, it is an expensive piece of hardware. But it is a, it is an investment in the next five to six years of of playing games that. Um, will hopefully all work on this system, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, it sounds, it seems like a, a I guess it is a luxury item, but it kind of, it's more of an investment in that, like, this is the box that's going to play because eventually like they're not going to be launching on PS4 and, and eventually they are going to be solely focusing on this next generation of hardware. And I think, uh, especially PlayStation when it comes to, you know, um, generations of hardware so uh i'm i'm excited to get my hands on it but i think until until like we start i think like you said i think once horizon is like i'd would start feeling the you know the the heat if they said okay horizon's coming out april 15th i'd be like okay i really should probably get this thing so that i have it and i'm able to play that game day 1 um but i don't think that game is coming until probably closer to the fall I would say if not the holidays.
0: Yeah, I assumed it was going to be a holiday title but um as soon as I mean th- this is not news to anybody as soon as they announce that that thing is coming out then I am going to be first in line for whatever collector's edition. Like I don't care if I need to pump myself full of 18,000 coffees and go stand out in the Canadian winter in front of some sort of physical store and be first in a in an actual line (laughs) to get that collector's edition that is the thing i will do
1: i think you're putting a lot (laughs) of faith in the
0: morning (laughs) in 2021
1: to be able to stand in a line (laughs) right (laughs) um but i i mean it, it is interesting you know i don't want to rain on your parade but my experience in trying to buy a ps5 Makes me glad I'm not trying to focus on, like, a limited edition PS5.
0: Well, yeah, by the time I... Because, again, I'm thinking it'll be holiday, right? So by the time it rolls around, I'm expecting everybody who just wants a PS5 will probably have it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be me and the other Horizon diehards that are going to have to fight it out for whatever collector's edition they happen to make. And if they don't, I'm sure that someone on Etsy will have my back with, you know, like, shrink wraps for the controllers and stuff like... I will be able to customize my PS5 to look like it's a Horizon uh, collector's edition if PlayStation doesn't put something out official, but um, yeah. yeah. Uh, all you other Horizon diehards out there, by the way.
1: should go buy a console. You don't, <laughs>
0: you, you don't stand a chance. Yeah, <laughs> Especially if we're in a physical line. I know all the weak spots, and I will go for the balls. And what? the eyes, either way.
1: <laughs> of <laughs> the line? The... Or of oh, the people?
0: Yeah. <laughs> of the people, to get to the front of the Where line. Are the
1: balls it's of the line, be... I don't... is the line a a living breathing entity i thought you were like saying like i'm gonna set up like a fake parade route and rewrote the line and i'm like no i'm saying i'm gonna go
0: through that line kicking screaming elbows flying like yeah
1: (laughs) yeah again i think um (laughs) <laughs> you're putting a lot of faith in lines in twenty. I, I know
0: I don't think I've seen I a li-
1: I mean I've seen like a dotted line a lot. by the
0: holidays and then I can go out in public again basically yeah. <laughs>
1: hopefully I mean yeah oh,
0: fingers crossed we shall see
1: but yeah I I, um, I think that's a solid theory I hadn't really thought of that like by the time Horizon comes out and I think that's when they might feel comfortable like having some sort of special edition um demand might be a little more normal or or closer to normal where you it wouldn't sell out in minutes let alone like like yeah as long as you're on top of it i
0: mix it like i mean unless sony completely shits the bed they should be able to keep stock on shelves by the end of the year like otherwise they've totally and completely messed up their launch year right like i know it looks impressive and we actually had a conversation similar to this in the discord today. Like I know it looks impressive to say, "Oh, there's so much demand for Sony, they're selling out in a minute and whatever." But like that's a failure on their ability to deliver supply. Like that's yeah. them not making enough consoles. That's not necessarily saying the demand is so high they can't keep up. I mean, maybe it is. Like we don't have console numbers yet, so we can't really say, but to me that looks more like the all the rumors that we heard in the couple of years coming into this console launch saying like sony's manufacturing is way behind they're like the plans that they had didn't pan out and then they had to switch like they had to like pivot halfway through their their manufacturing because their consoles were overheating like all of those terrible negative rumors that we heard seem to be coming to fruition because they can't keep consoles on shelves Whereas Xbox is able to, I mean, still, you know, like you said, 30 minutes to an hour and then they're gone, like they're still selling out, but at least they're starting to catch up where it feels like Sony is completely failing to catch up to demand. So it'll be interesting to see like where we're at in a few months, but like if they're still at the point where they're selling out in in minutes or even hours by the time we hit holiday 2021, then Sony is completely shit the bed yeah (laughs) like that's not a good thing that's not something you should be aiming for
1: (laughs) i I will agree i agree with you in in a sense that when i don't well you're leaving
0: money on the table right like you always want your consumers money as soon as you can get it from them
1: i I almost bought a series x today instead of a PS. like it would have changed my plans completely (laughs) i probably would have ended up trying to play horizon on a ps4 trying being the keyword um but i think that uh I think that when you look at this it's it's I never see it as impressive when it's hard to buy um when it's hard to buy your console. Uh like when you look at the situation with the Nintendo Switch, there were struggles to find those systems, but I felt like Nintendo was still attempting to address uh, demand of a very popular product. Um and I'm not giving Nintendo kudos for every like in terms of demand, like it's been a real struggle. I'm looking at you, amiibo, like they really struggled to to meet demand of certain products. Um but when you look at the PlayStation 5 and you look at the Xbox Series X, these are very complex products. And on paper, it might not seem this way to everybody, but to me as someone who enjoys playing video games and understands the frustrations of not being able to um, get a hold of of something you want to invest in, uh, like a console that is very frustrating and I can feel other people's frustration, especially in the communities where I'm following to try to know when these things go in stock. A lot of people are missing out. A lot of people are unable to buy these as gifts for, you know, their family or trying to get them. Like I have friends who are trying to buy them and trying to help them get them. And it's just, um, it's a frustrating, frustrating time. And you're right. Like if they could make and meet demand, absolutely but i remember having they should be
0: meeting demand yeah like and yeah i don't think that this is like a normal manufacturing hiccup like if we hadn't heard any of the like rumors coming out of sony in the years heading into this then i think maybe i would see it a little bit differently but the fact that like we had these warnings for like the at least 18 months if not two full years ahead of the console launch of people leaking stuff out of sony and saying they're not ready they've had to change their console design like they're way behind on manufacturing blah 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 blah. like to me and especially if you're like if you're sony imagine you've got a hundred thousand people that want to buy your console and you can only get those in the hands of ten thousand people that means you've left ninety percent of your profit just sitting there like no company wants to do that so if Mm. they're still in this position like nine months from now then they've really botched their console launch
1: yeah so I don't yeah. see it as I don't a, think that I
0: don't think I don't think that um like selling out in minutes now that we're a few months in like that's not uh, something to be proud of at this point in time like first week sure yeah yeah the excitement you know people can't get it fast enough but you should be prepared and you should be catching up by now
1: I, I can even give them Christmas, like the Christmas, the holiday season. Like, I think right now we're, we are a month into the new year. I was going to say,
0: yeah, but we're we're a month away from that now, right? I know no, no, no. it's I'm, flying I'm a, by. But... <laughs> I'm
1: giving them a little more of a window, but I still agree with you in the sense that in in the month of January, we should be seeing more allotments to the biggest electronics brand in Canada than 15,000 units across the country. Like, yeah. Uh, i don't even want to know what amazon's numbers were but like i feel like they would be probably getting a good chunk too and i remember those stories about the playstation 5 during the summer and the opposite stories for microsoft where they were saying microsoft has completely shifted focus from you know they they discontinued the xbox one x they discontinued the xbox one they're solely manufacturing the xbox one s and the series s and x and the S is, um, again, like you talk about meeting demand, like the S is in stock. You can buy mm-hmm. it here in Canada by going to a website. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's there as an option. In
0: stock is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I agree in with stock you. Stock
0: means consumers can give you their money. <laughs> Overstock?
1: Like that's a different situation. Yeah. But, you know, if, these days with online retailers, it's very hard to tell if something is overstocked. But in this case, in this scenario, like if someone really wants a next gen system, and there are no exclusives at this time for both consoles. They just want to play a game at 60 frames per second and have it load fast. Your options are pretty clear. Like, you can buy the cheaper box. Mm-hmm. Both are cheaper boxes. Because the digital edition, from the perspective of the PS5, doesn't exist. Like, it, it goes <laughs> yeah. in stock for like five seconds and it's gone. I know people are buying them, but it's such a small... I feel like it, again it feels weird complaining about not being able to buy $1000 boxes but at the end of the day like that that is the initial surge of a of a generation is is this mm-hmm. complete scenario and I know it's easy to look at things selling out as a success but it's all about um being able not, even the per, the perception of being able to meet demand by having stock last long enough for a human being to be like oh I didn't realize it was up I'll go get it as opposed yeah. to, oh, it was up two seconds ago, too late. Like that is a frustrating <laughs> experience and happens three or four times over the last couple of days as like these these sites get stock and it's like if you didn't know two minutes before it was posted, you're already too late. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's uh it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I'm I need to remind myself to probably step back and not take it too seriously, like just if it happens it happens like we're still in this time frame where like i don't need it tomorrow i can just mm-hmm. kind of casually try to buy one um as opposed Which I to think like is
0: the best way to be like i yeah. was kind of the same way with the xbox as i was like i wanted it for assassin's creed but it was definitely a want it was not a need yeah. by the time like horizon is launching then i'm gonna be in need territory but even then if we really are talking about needs versus wants that's still a want. Like yeah. I don't need Horizon to live. I just feel like I need Horizon to live.
1: <laughs> well, the cool thing about Horizon, like the other titles that have already experienced this from the Sony side, you can buy it on PS4, get the free upgrade to PS5. You don't have to beat it on your PS4, but you can at least get a taste of it and be like, "This is gonna help me." You know, That's
0: blasphemy, Ryan,
1: get out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just like you can you can bridge the gap a little bit, and I and I think there I did that with Spider Man and that was really helpful i'm glad sony did that because it allowed me not to like really be too worried about having this console so yeah we'll see i i really hope it does get better because i know there are a lot of people trying to buy these systems and i think uh it's just it's nice when when people can can give manufacturers money i guess i don't know
0: exactly (laughs) Capitalism! Yay! <laughs> Speaking of capitalism, if you like the content we produce, you can head on over to patreon.com slash thegamersin to support the show like our awesome patron Dominic did. Thank you so much for supporting the Gamersin. Ryan, is there anything else you want to talk about this week before we wrap it up?
1: Well, we should mention this uh, Vicarious Visions story, the fact that they've been merged into Blizzard. And, um...
0: Oh, okay. I i don't know. I feel like this story so... I I did see that this happened, but mm-hmm. it feels to me more so like a not uh, much of a story, like they just kind of got absorbed in and are working on a Diablo 2 remake. And it I guess the story here is more so that they're working on Diablo 2 and the people who made Warcraft 3 are no, no longer. longer there. <laughs> Yeah, In one way or another, sounds like they got attritioned out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think the 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 core. There's a couple issues here. One being like Team One, who who did Warcraft Three Reforged, Heroes of the Storm, um and there was Starcraft Remastered, has been basically dispersed to other teams. Uh, we would have heard if they were all laid off because this happened months ago. Uh, well, yeah. But- so
0: I don't think they were laid off as much as not replaced when they left either for other Blizzard teams or left the company um it seems like the kind of um recruiting efforts of Mike Morheim's company are working <laughs> i guess <laughs> uh but that like that's Mike Morheim's company dream haven and uh there's a couple of other ones that are uh kind of in the area made up of former blizzard employees are not necessarily like siphoning off People, but I think that there's a lot of people who were working at Blizzard who are now going over to opportunities at those other companies. Uh, Second Dinner is another one, which is Ben Brode's company. Um, so I think that there's a lot of opportunity outside of Blizzard now. Mm. And... I think that the rose-colored glasses have come off a little bit of some employees at Blizzard, so I think they're actively looking for other opportunities, whereas before, Blizzard was, like, the place to go, the place everyone wanted to be, and I think that attitude has really changed, so, yeah, I think, basically, like, um, these Vicarious Visions people seem to be kind of, like, backfilling Team 1, basically
1: yeah I mean Vicarious Visions is a is a developer that's been around for a long time they've always been under Activision as long as I can remember they've been under Activision and the significance here is that uh, you know Vicarious Visions had a couple great hits under their belt with uh, the latest being Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2 and that did very well was well received but to have them kind of literally absorbed and have their identity removed and being replaced by you know blizzard new york or whatever they're gonna end up well sounds like they're just gonna be called team three away you know yeah. <laughs> uh, and and i think that's um that that to me doesn't represent well we, we've we had this conversation a lot about the old like the old blizzard doesn't exist anymore this is the Activision no, yeah. blizzard and i think the sooner we all accept that the better i think warcraft 3 reforged was one of those examples of of that and uh, the fact that they they scrapped that team and basically brought someone else in new just it, it really goes to show that that's not the way blizzard used to operate at least publicly but uh yeah it's it's weird it's a weird thing and it just kind of shows that activision is more treating blizzard like they've said for a long time blizzard needs more developers because they they have this slate of franchises that need that can be mined and can be put out there to, to mm-hmm. for profit and when you have um you know Diablo uh two being one of the most popular you know entries in that franchise you want to make sure that remake's done right like I think it's it's even a step above Warcraft 3 where yeah you can maybe screw up Warcraft 3 and live another day but if you screw up Diablo 2 remake you're gonna you're gonna really feel it like it's it's not gonna go well so the fact that they are bringing in um these talented developers that can build a solid remaster with with what they did with, like Tony Hawk I mean honestly would you ever think that game could come back and people would be praising it like it's kind of a wild thing to be able to do and Activision has had a lot of great remasters under their belt so hopefully this news is good in that light that we can get a good Diablo II remake. 2 but it yeah. is a little weird to see blizzard being like the blob essentially it's uh it's a little concerning i don't know it's standard practice uh, I, though, th- I guess yeah i, I was
0: gonna say maybe it's just because i'm like i'm used to it now after covering wow and hearthstone for so long that it doesn't surprise me almost i'm like yeah i looked at this news story and i was like yep that's more Blizzard for you. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? <laughs> but it's standard industry I, but I news, right? Like it's yeah, kinda just, yeah. It
1: happens all well, the time. Well, I think it's
0: because, like, uh, so to me, like, because they were a part of Activision, it's basically, like, covering, like, one department in a company moving to another department in the same company. Like, it's not a big... Um, not a big deal, I guess, yeah. to me because again, th- this wasn't a company that was like absorbed or bought by Blizzard. This was already part of Activision. So it's just these people that were working for Activision are now working under the Blizzard umbrella, but really it's all the same umbrella. Yeah. We're just trying to pretend like it's different umbrellas, but it's not.
1: It's not an, in I mean even if there was like some separation there, that separation left when some key players left. So I think this is just a uh a confirmation that they are indeed the same company they are indeed activision blizzard and i think the sooner we all accept it the sooner these stories will just kind of be like oh yeah that makes sense that's a really good team (laughs) to bring in to do that kind of work so it sounds like diablo 2 remake is in good hands
0: hopefully fingers crossed yeah uh, yeah that warcraft 3 did not go over well (laughs) yeah
1: i've not bought a blizzard game since and um yeah yeah
0: well, I mean, Shadowlands is decent and Hearthstone's in a really good place. I think Hearthstone's probably in the best place the game has been in. And I feel like I've been saying that for a couple of years now, but they're like, they just keep kind of consistently getting better. So they're like, there are good things coming out of Blizzard right now. It's just that they're being overshadowed by a lot of shitty corporate decisions. So,
1: yeah, they, and they are also but the devs um, are
0: still they're there. They're they're passionate. So yeah, I'm lucky I to have that. them, I think.
1: <laughs> I think the issue for me with Blizzard is that they are kind of just addressing like the same content over and over like the same like wow hearthstone and they're they're not doing anything new i think that's my that's my frustration with, with i want them to do something new and hopefully we yeah diablo 4 isn't is coming out at some point in the next decade so and and crossed.
0: overwatch too as well <laughs> oh
1: i keep forgetting they announced that and i know i don't mean no ill will towards overwatch but i i do keep forgetting that should be coming out soon right
0: Hopefully. Um, I don't know. I feel like they announced uh pretty early because it was leaked everywhere. So they kind of just said, Hey, all right, let's get out ahead of this and uh but uh yeah, they they didn't, as far as I know, still haven't given a release date, but it's it's in the works, it seems. So yeah, we'll have to see what'll come out of that that team and, and everything going on at Blizzard in the weeks and months and years to come. But that's gonna do it for us this week. If you guys want to continue the conversation, you can head on over to our Discord, which is bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Um, you can also email the show at infogamersinpodcast.com or visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me Joss Plays. Brian is at R. Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at the Gamers In. Thanks for staying at the gamers in. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye, everyone.